Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a haughty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. One, two, Two men waited in ambush on the side of a hill overlooking the stagecoach trail. Jim Austin was in his early 20s and would have been good-looking had his face not been so weak and lacking in character. Luke Banner was middle-aged and hard. His eyes were small and shifty and every feature of his face gave evidence of ruthless greed and cruelty. Luke, I don't want to go back to town after we finish the holdup. Well, you don't, huh? Well, you're going to, Jim. We're going to carry out the plans just as I made them. But I... There'll be a mighty big hullabaloo in San Pedro after this holdup. Everyone in town will be hopping mad. I know it, and I'm afraid I'll tip my hand. You'd better not. You just go back to San Pedro and sit tight. I'll go to my camp and do the same. When things get quiet, I'll get in touch with you and we'll plan another job. All right, Luke. Be quiet. Here's something. It's time for the stagecoach from San Pedro to pass it. Stay out of sight behind the rock. I'll take a peek. You see it? Yeah. That's the stagecoach. Jim, are you dead sure that stage isn't carrying the money from the bank? Luke, I told you what I heard. 
letting that stage go by. If your information was wrong, we've just lost our chance at a nice fat chunk of money. The banker figured someone might hold up the stage, so we sent out an empty strong box. The cash is supposed to follow along in an old farm wagon no one would suspect. If you've given me a bump steer... Luke, I wouldn't do that, not intentionally. I'll believe that when my hands are on the cash. The men in ambush gripped their carbines while they marked time. The minutes dragged until a quarter of an hour had passed. Then the sounds of hoofbeats and a rattling wagon came from beyond a bend in the trail. I hear it, Luke. I hear something. We don't know if it's a wagon with a cash in the bank. I'll look. I'll do the looking. Stay back. It's a wagon of some kind. Can you see, Jet? Yeah. Only one man on board. This will be easy. I'll get my face covered. Don't bother. Well, Luke, you're not going to shoot him in cold blood. No. No! I got him. You shot him, Luke. You shot him. That's better than taking the chance he might identify us. But I didn't want to get involved in the shoot. Well, you are involved. You better make the best of it. Now let's go and see what's on that wagon. Luke Banner pawed through loose straw and empty feed sacks that covered the floor of the wagon, while Jim Austin examined the driver, who lay on the ground where he had fallen from the seat. Luke, this man is dead. I got it. Look here, Jim. You were right. We got the money. But you killed the driver. We killed the driver, Jim. You're in it as deep as I am. Remember that. It's murder. But look at all this cash. <laughs> I'll divvy it later. Now, hold on. You better give me my share. And let you flash a lot of money around town? That'd be a dead giveaway. Oh, no. I'll split the cash when I think it's safe. Don't worry, Jim. I won't run out on you. I need you for some other jobs. <laughs> we work together fine. <laughs> That evening found Jim Austin's older brother, Jeff, calling on the girl he loved. Her name was Ruth. She worked in the San Pedro Bank and lived in Widow Prindle's boarding house. Jeff Austin and Ruth were seated on the front porch of the boarding house, discussing Jeff's younger brother. You see, Ruth, I promised Dad on his deathbed that I'd look out for Jim. And so you have, Jeff. You've been both father and mother to him for eight years. It's high time he settled down. Why, he's still a harem scam kid. He's 21. It's shameful the way he wastes his time hanging around the cafe while you do all the work on the ranch. Oh, Jim will settle down one of these days. Hi there, Miss Ruth. Evening, Jeff. Howdy, Sheriff. Good evening, Sheriff. I'd like to speak to you, Miss Ruth. Of course. Take my chair, Sheriff. Thanks, Jeff. I'd rather stand. Miss Ruth, i just been talking to Banker Hawks. Uh Uh-huh. He said you knew about a shipment of cash that went from the bank this morning. Yes, I worked last evening to help Mr. Hawks count and bundle the money. In the hope of outwitting the highwayman, the Hawks didn't send the cash in the strong box on the stagecoach. Instead, he sent it in the farm wagon driven by Jack Tenley. You knew that plan, didn't you? Yes, but Jeff, why ask... According to Hawks, you were the only one he told about his plan. Jack Tenley knew about it. He didn't know he was to carry cash until just before he started out this morning. You're the only one he... who knew it last night, aren't you? Yes. Did you tell anyone? No, of course not. Think hard, Miss Ruth. Didn't you tell anyone? Ruth, you mentioned it to me last night. Oh, yes, I told Jeff. But I tell him everything. We're engaged to be married Uh and I... Jeff, where were you between 10 and 12 this morning? On the ranch, I was checking the line fence. Can you prove it? 
No, I was alone. See here, Sheriff, there must be a reason for these questions. There is. Jack Tenley was shot and killed, and the money was stolen. Where? When? This morning, about 15 miles from town. Jeff. Jeff, you, the banker, and Rue seem to be the only ones who knew that Tenley carried the cash. Unless uh, you told someone. No. Well, Jeff, that means you're in a bad spot. Jeff, you... You don't think Jeff stole that money. What I think doesn't count, Miss Ruth. I suppose you're going to arrest me on suspicion, huh, Sheriff? Sorry, Jeff, but that's what I'll have to do. Jeff was taken to jail and in a short time brought to trial. The bank had been forced to close because of the robbery, and nearly everyone in town faced a loss. So resentment ran high against the man on trial. When Jeff could not prove an alibi, the jurymen, influenced by the hue and cry, quickly found him guilty of robbery and murder. He was sentenced to hang. Forty-eight hours before the morning of his execution, Jeff was wakened by the sound of carpenters at work in the area behind the jail. He opened his eyes and saw the sheriff standing at the cell door. Morning, Jeff. Oh. Morning, Sheriff. I'm sorry you have to hear him building the scaffold. Well, that's what it is. Jeff, there might be a chance for a stay of execution if you'd tell where you hid the money. I didn't hide the money. I didn't steal it. I'm innocent, Sheriff. I've said it a hundred times. Then you're protecting someone. Who is it? I, I've said all I'm going to. Sorry, Jeff. The sheriff moved thoughtfully along the corridor toward the front of the stone building, where he found Ruth waiting in his office. Sheriff. Well, hello, Ruthie. That building, McGowan. Oh, Sheriff. Sheriff Jeff is innocent. I know he didn't commit that crime. Several of us think a lot of Jeff. There must be some way to find the real killer. Ruth, listen to me. Late last night, a man came to my house, a man I call a friend. He knew Jeff's dad. He'd heard that Jeff was found guilty of murder, and he came to me to learn the details. I, too, told him all I knew. Do you think he can be of help? Well, I'll say this. He's helped a lot of deserving people. He'd, uh, he'd like to talk to you. Where'll I find him? He'll be waiting at the mission house, and, uh, Ruth, he'll be wearing the mask. The mission house stood apart from town at the edge of a woods. It was used as a place of worship by groups of several different faiths. As Ruth approached, she saw two horses at ground hitch near the door, and an Indian who smiled in friendly fashion and said, Masked man, inside. Thank you. You must be Ruth. Yes. The sheriff told me you'd be here, but he, he said nothing of an Indian. I thought it was my friend. Would you sit down? Thank you. This is a strange place to find a masked man. Can you think of a better place to come for strength and guidance? You mean That's that? why I came here. Oh. Ruth, the sheriff told me a lot about Jeff Austin and his younger brother. And about the robbery and murder. Then you probably know how the banker tried to fool the outlaws by sending an empty strongbox on a stagecoach and sending money in an old farm wagon. Yes, the thief had to have advanced knowledge of that plan. That's why Jeff was convicted. He's the only one who knew of the plan. 
You and the banker knew about it. Banker Hawks wouldn't tell anyone. He swore to that at the trial. And he was in the bank at the time of the crime. We were both there. And Jeff's the only one I told. I, I had to swear to that. I had to testify against Jeff, and he, he couldn't prove an alibi. Perhaps Jeff confided in someone just as you confided in him. He denied it at the trial. He may be shielding someone. No. Would Jeff try to protect you if he thought you were involved in the holdup? Yes, he would. He'd give his life for me. Or for his brother. Jim. You think Jim's the thief, the killer, and Jeff is protecting him. Jeff wouldn't go to the gallows for anyone else. What can we do? How can we prove that? There may be a way, Ruth, but I'll need your help. I'll do anything. Good. Now, here's a plan that might Jim Austin was seated alone at a corner table in the cafe, staring nervously at an empty coffee cup. His face was haggard and drawn. His eyes were bloodshot from lack of sleep. He didn't see Ruth approach the table, and he was startled when she spoke. Jim. Uh, oh, oh, hello, Ruth. Will you sit down? Thanks. They're building the gallows, Jim. Did you see them? Uh, no. They're going to hang your brother. Do you have to keep talking about it? Does everyone in town have to keep reminding me? Jim, you're letting Jeff hang for something you did. No. Well, that's crazy. Jeff but... told you about the gold shipment, just like I told him. He trusted you, and you betrayed that's him. That's not true. I believe the man who told me. Did Jeff tell you that? I'm not saying who told me, but I will say this. You've got to see that Jeff does not hang. But what can I do? That's up to you. You know that Jeff can save himself by talking. Jeff, yes. If you don't do something to save Jeff, the sheriff will know about you in the morning. Ruth left the cafe, looked up and down the deserted street, then hurried across to join the Lone Ranger and Toto, who were watching from the concealment of an alley. Just as you said. How did Jim react? Oh, he's frightened. I'm sure he's guilty. But I don't think he'd commit a crime like that alone. It's quite possible that he had an accomplice. There's Jim. He's leaving the cafe. He's taking his horse. We follow him, Kimasabi? Yes, Toto, but we don't want him to know it. We'll give him time to get well out of town, and we'll follow his trail and see where he goes. curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue. The country south of town was flat and open. To avoid being seen, the Lone Ranger and Tonto had to remain far behind the man whose trail they followed. Jim Austin rode hard until he came to rugged, rock-strewn hills. Then he slowed his horse and followed landmarks to Luke Banner's camp. Oh, oh boy. Luke appeared from behind a boulder, holding a rifle. Jim, what are you doing here? You afraid I'd run out with your share of the cash? Uh, it wasn't that, Luke, but I had to see you. We got to do something. What do you mean? Jeff's girl was talking to me. She knows Jeff told me about that shipment. That means she knows I had a hand in the robbery. Jeff must have squealed. She'll go to the sheriff unless we save Jeff's neck. I thought that noble brother of yours would do anything for you. Well, anyhow, Luke, I don't want Jeff to hang. We've got to bust him out of jail. You know we can't do that. We've got to save him or Ruth will talk to the sheriff. You know what that'll mean. I'll be arrested We'll and... head for New Laredo in Mexico. Once we're across the border, no lawman from the States can touch us. No, I can't run away. I've been almost crazy thinking about Jeff dying. I can't stand it any longer. I'm not going to wait for Ruth to tell the sheriff about me. If you won't help me get Jeff out of jail, I'll give myself up. And then you'll squeal on me. You'll name me as the killer. No. No, look. But I'm a gun. I, I won't mention you. I swear I won't. I'll make sure of it. It was about 30 minutes later when the Lone Ranger and Toto, who had been following Jim's trail, rode into the camp and saw Jim lying on the ground. Oh, 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 oh. Look around, Toto. Be sure no one's hiding behind the rocks. I'll see how badly he's hurt. Toto quickly found tracks to show that someone had recently ridden away from the camp in the direction of the Mexican border. Meanwhile, the Lone Ranger learned that Jim was alive, but critically wounded. Take it easy, Jim. We'll help you. You, you know my name? Yes, we followed you from town. Who shot you? Luke. Luke Ben. Did he help you steal the bank money? Yeah. We did it. My brother, Jeff, is innocent. I wanted to clear Jeff. Then Luke shot me. I thought I was dead. Took the money. Went to Mexico. New Laredo. Got the canteen, Tom? Uh, no. No use. Too late. Tell Jeff, I, I'm sorry. Here, your water can move. Never mind, Toto. He's gone. But he cleared his brother. Uh, we go back to town, tell Sheriff? Our word's not enough to clear Jeff. We'll go after Luke Banner. After wrapping Jim's body in a blanket and placing it in a shallow grave, the Lone Ranger and Tonto hurried south on the path taken by Luke Banner. Soon after crossing the border into Mexico, they saw a man on horseback blocking the trail. He wore the uniform of a rurale. Hello, our friend Captain Sancho of the Mexican Border Patrol. Hello, oh, hello. hello Captain. Hello. It is a long time since we worked together to catch the smugglers. You are after more smugglers, eh? No, Captain Sancho. We're looking for a man who crossed the border during the past half hour. Did you see him? His name is Luke Banner. Oh, see, si, senor. He comes often to Mexico. He spends much time in Nuevo Laredo in a little cantina at the north end of the town. How do we in luck? Ah. Oh, this man does something bad? He's a murderer. He must be brought to justice. That is bad. 
But no matter what he does in the States, he cannot be arrested in my country unless he breaks the law on this side of the border. Nevertheless, Captain Sancho, I think he can be brought to justice if you will help me. Amigo, I never forget how you helped me capture the smugglers. I am glad to help in any way possible. Good enough. I'll go into New Laredo wearing a disguise. I'll outline a plan while I'm changing clothes. Easy said to be Get the disguise from Saddlebanks? Please, Toto. While I'm in New Laredo, you ride back to San Pedro for the sheriff. Now, here's how I think we can trap that. While he disguised his face and changed clothes to assume the role of a Mexican peon, the Lone Ranger outlined a plan that won the wholehearted approval of Captain Sancho. Then Toto started north toward Texas and San Pedro. While the Lone Ranger rode in the opposite direction toward New Laredo, Captain Sancho, acting on instructions, followed a few minutes later. Looking like a poor Mexican peon, the Lone Ranger entered the cafe in New Laredo. He paused at the door and looked around, then moved to a corner table where Luke Banner sat alone. Senor. Yeah, what do you want? Well, do you mind if I sit down? It doesn't look like it matters. You're sitting. You work with the rebel army, eh, senor? No. You are not with the revolutionists? I don't know anything about them. Oh, I understand. <laughs> you wish to be sure I am to be trusted before you speak, eh? With all the money you carry, you must be careful. Uh, see here, I don't know what you're... Soldiers. There was a stir in the cafe as Captain Sancho and another man in uniform came through the door. The Lone Ranger acted mortally afraid. I, I thought I'd gotten away from them. You mean those Raleigh's are after you? See, they're after both of us. They're after all revolutionists. You're under arrest. Oh, it is better we do not resist. Both of you, put your hands up. Disarm them one. Now, see here, what do you think you're doing? Do not try to fight them. They will shoot us on the spot. Listen, Captain, you made a mistake. I never saw this critter before. Maybe you speak the truth, senor, but I am looking for a man who resembles you. One. We take these two to prison. Oh, wait, listen, let me go. I've done nothing wrong. If this one resists, shoot him. See? Luke pleaded and argued, but to no avail. He and the Lone Ranger were taken from the cafe and locked in a cell in the nearby prison. Luke paced the floor. A fine kettle of fish. Look what you've got me into. Oh, I'm sorry, senor. Me of all people, holed up in a Mexican calaboose. wonder how long they'll keep us here. No longer than tomorrow's sunrise. Sunrise? Well, did you not know the revolutionists are shot by the firing squad? What? It happens all the time, the revolutionists. But if you, senor, had money to buy us out of the jail, I'm sure we could get safely across the border. Uh, worth a try. I don't hanker to get shot at sunrise. How do we work it? I show you. Gardito! Without your money, senor, have it in your hand. Gardito! Uh, you're cold, senor. Si! Show him the money. Here. Take a look at this. It is yours, Gardito, if you unlock the door. Perhaps, senor, we should discuss it softly. How much money is there? Come close to the door, Gardito. Si, that is good. Reaching through the bars, the Lone Ranger gripped the guard firmly and held one hand hard against his mouth to prevent an outcry. And reach into his pocket for the key. In a moment, Luke Banner had the key to the cell. He fitted it into the lock. The guard, who had been instructed by Captain Sancho, suddenly went limp and slumped to the floor as if strangled. The Lone Ranger and Banner hurried to the prison office, got their guns, then rushed out the back door to the stable where their horses were waiting. Now we must hurry to the border. Easy. Under the light. Kill on it. Come on. 
The Lone Ranger led the way across the border to Texas. Darkness had gathered when the two men entered a woods and approached a campfire in a small clearing. Toto, who was waiting, was introduced as a friend. When Luke was comfortably seated on a log, the Lone Ranger said, Do you know why I came to Mexico? Something to do with the revolution? I look for a man who run away with money that belonged to the revolutionists. I think you were that man. My cash wasn't stolen from the revolutionists. I told you, I don't know anything about the revolution. Who you steal money from? Well, who says I stole it? I say. Well, I... I... Listen. Tell your Indian pal not to be handling his knife as if he wanted to cut my throat. You tell where you got money. It, it came from a hole up in the States. Does that satisfy you? You're not telling the truth. I am telling the truth. Another man and I stuck up a ship with a bag money. Who other man? You wouldn't know him. His name is Jim Austin. We steal if you tell the truth. I send my friend to find Jim Austin. If he tells the same story, maybe you're not the man I want. Where we find Jim Austin? Well, he, he's dead. Bring knife. We waste time. Are we ready? No, no. I'm telling you the truth. I, I, I killed Jim. Why you do that? Well, Jim's brother's in jail charged for that robbery I mentioned. Jim was going to the sheriff to tell the true facts. That would have meant I'd go to jail. So I killed Jim. I didn't steal any cash from the revolutionaries. I tell you, you've got the wrong man. No, Banner, we have the right man. Huh? What, what? You bet we've got the right man. The sheriff, get your hands up, Blue. I'll take his gun. What sort of a frame up is this? Where did you come from? Zippian and I were among those trees over there. We heard every word of your confession. You're under arrest for robbery and murder. You tricked me. Look out. I'll take you. Oh. Oh. Masabi, you stopped him. Gee, he was going for your throat. I, I didn't dare shoot for fear of hitting you. Sheriff, I, I hit him harder than necessary. I... I'm sorry. He had it coming by, Thunder. I'm glad you did it. When Luke regained consciousness, he was taken to town and locked in a prison cell. Jeff Austin was released by a deputy and escorted to the office where the sheriff and Ruth were waiting. Sit down, Jeff. I reckon you've heard about your brother, Luke Banner. Yes, Sheriff. It's the body of my brother. The coroner has gone for it. What about the stolen cash? That was recovered. Banner had it. Now, Jeff, you did wrong in shielding the criminal. You broke the law. I know. You must have thought a powerful lot of Jim. Sheriff, I promised my dad that I'd protect him with my life. Well, you came mighty close to giving your life. Now, I'm taking the responsibility of letting you out of jail. The legal technicalities can catch up later. Thanks, Sheriff. You don't need to thank me for your freedom. Thank the girl who stood by Ruth. Oh, Jeff. And thank the Lone Ranger. Bye. Uh-huh.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, and directed by Charles D. Livingston. Tonight's drama was written by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Brace Beamer.